In this presentation, we will discuss allocating payments between interest and principals as it relates to student loan interest deduction. This information can be found in Publication 970. Allocating payments between interest and principal portion. The allocation of payments between interest and principal for tax purposes might not be the same as the allocation shown on Form 1098E. So we're going to receive the form 1098e you would think hopefully that the 1098e would be what we can use to put the information directly into the tax return but the allocation shown on 1098e may not be the same as the allocation between interest and principal back to the text or other statement you receive from the lender or loan servicer to make the allocation for tax purposes a payment generally applies first to the stated interest that remains unpaid as of the date the payment is due second to any loan orientation fee allocable to the payment third to any capitalized interest that remains unpaid as of the date the payment is due and fourth to the outstanding principal so this is going to be the allocation of the payments, uh, the order in which the payments should be allocated. Back to the text. Example, on August 2017, Peg took out a $10,000 student loan to pay for the tuition for her senior year of college. The, the lender charged 3% loan orientation fee, which is $300, that was withheld from the funds Peg received. The interest, 5% simple interest, on the loan accrued while she completed her senior year and six months after she graduated. At the end of that period, the lender determined the amount to be repaid by capitalizing all accrued but unpaid interest, 625 interest accrued from August 2017 through October 2018, and adding it to the outstanding principal balance of the loan. The loan is payable over 60 months with payment of $200.51 due on the first of each month beginning November 2018. Peg didn't receive a Form 1098-E, so she didn't get her 1098-E for 2018 from her lender because the amount of interest she paid didn't require the lender to issue the information uh, on information return. So in this case, wasn't required by the lender and of course if it's not required by the lender they may not issue it because it's it's not something that's profit generating for them to do so they only do that if they're forced to do so by the regulations typically and usually the irs has pressure to, on the lenders or the people that are uh, receiving the payments the bigger companies because they have more pressure to put in regulations on them so if that regulation isn't there, if they don't have the pressure, in other words, to issue the 1098, they may not do so. So back to the text. However, she did receive an account statement from the lender that showed the following 2018 payment on her outstanding loan of 10625 She had 10000 principal, 625 accrued interest, but unpaid interest. So here we have the breakout payment due payment uh, stated interest and principal so we've got the payments that have been made the stated interest amounts and the principal amounts so we can see as the payments are made of course the payments are the same in amount so we made the loan payments that are going to be the same and then we have to break them out between interest and principal it's not easy to do that all the times because by making the the payment amounts the same then the things that change is the amount of allocation between interest and principal so you'll see that the first and second payment, although the payment was the same, the amount of stated interest and the stated principal will differ. So it's a little bit tricky 
to to add this stuff up because we're only looking at the interest portion as something that could be deductible the, the repayment of the loan isn't the thing we're considering that might be deductible we're looking for that interest on it back to the text to determine the amount of interest that could be deducted on the loan for 2018 peg starts with the total amount of stated interest she paid 87.89 she allocates the loan orientation fee over the term of the loan that's going to be 300 divided by 60 months or five dollars per month a total of 10 five dollars of each of the two principal payments should be treated as interest for tax purposes peg then applies the unpaid uh, capitalized interest 625 to the two principal payments in the order in which they were made and determines that the remaining amount of principal of both payments is treated as interest for tax purposes assuming that peg qualifies to claim the student loan interest deduction she can deduct 401 dollars so we've got the 89 uh, we've got the 87 89 that, that of course is the interest here plus the 10 dollars plus the 303 13 back to the text for 2019 peg will continue to allocate five dollars of the loan origination fee to the principal portion of each monthly payment she makes and treat that amount as interest for tax purposes she also will apply the remaining amount of the capitalized interest to the principal payment in the order in which they made until the balance is zero and treat those amounts as interest for tax purposes so if we see this on our test 1040 this is just the test 1040 the names won't be the same we'll just look at a similar situation here where we have the simple single individual as we scroll through this we got the 30,000 of income we've got the 29,599 as the adjusted gross income and note there's a difference there what is that difference due to well we're going to go over to the schedule one schedule one is where that difference will be down here on line 33 which will be the 401 student loan interest deduction. So that's where it's gonna go basically on the tax form. If we take that 401 and go back to the 1040, then we're gonna scroll down and say, that's gonna be the difference between the total income and the adjusted gross income. We've got our standard deduction of the 12,000 and then uh, the taxable income, 17,599 tax at 1,919. Uh, 